1: Hi. Hi. I'm welcome Jess. To Masc- welcome to Fat I'm Mascara. Jen. I was like, is she gonna introduce our show? How are you doing? I'm all right. I'm all right. Um,
2: I am I'm kicking off the show. Well, first of all, welcome to Fat Mascara. Thank you for joining us this week. Um, welcome new listeners, welcome existing, um, longtime listeners. Um, again, still with the Invisalign, if you're hearing any whistling, whistling, any lisping, um, I'm getting used to it though. And, um, somebody asked, will you take us on your Invisalign journey? Surely, um, pop along. It's going to be eight months, (laughs) so I'm not going to fill you in every single week, but, um, I'm getting more used to it, but I do have a little bit of of a lisp. Okay. Um, wanted to give you guys an update um, thank you very much for people who have sent me DMs to my private um Insta account and, and emails about my sweet cat Janetta. Um, she left this this earth on Friday, September 18th. Um, I know I filled you in last Tuesday about um that she was unwell. And I um, you know, I listened to the episode and I I, I gotta say. I I don't apologize for saying, I'm not gonna, I'm gonna take forty-five seconds of your time. You can fast forward. No damn it, this is my show. And I don't apologize for talking about her or, or taking up space to use the common um common a common phrase now. Um she's a really important part of my life and she's an important part of my family. And I, I don't think, think it would have
1: been weird if you didn't talk about it, Jess. Yeah.
2: And I don't think and I really want to just also let people know who are to who, who feel close to their animals that I don't think they should feel any kind of um embarrassment or um that they need to be shy about that. So Um, it's really hard, but we did have a beautiful, um, I, I had the good fortune of knowing that she was going to be passing away soon. About three weeks ago, she was diagnosed with cancer. So we had time to plan and, um, she, we were able to, um, have her put to sleep in our home, which actually I didn't know was a thing that was done. Um, and it wasn't, um, it wasn't a fortune. The vet was so amazing. They came to our house, the vet and her assistant. And I played her her favorite song, a song that reminds me a lot of her. Um, you may laugh. This is actually kind of funny. Tom Petty, Wildflowers, reminds me of her. <laughs> and then I played classical music because obviously she, the vet was here for longer than like three minutes, however long the song is. Um, she her. went to sleep on her beautiful afghan. Um, we had, we had wildflowers here and it was amazing. And I was, had this beautiful ceremony for her. And I think it's, um, it's just important to kind of have ritual around these, these moments for the animals that we have bond with. So, um, thank you everyone who, who expressed care and, and I'm definitely grieving, but, um. I I just I don't know. It it was a really special time, and I feel lucky to have that time with her. So thank you, and um, may the queen be be kind to animals. Yeah. So Jen, take us take us into um, a different space now. I would love some light, some humor, some 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 (laughs) upbeat. Nope. No pressure.
1: This important yeah. person. No no, no, no,
2: make no, me it's, laugh, Jen. It, Yeah, no, it's it, it's really sad, but I also I want I want you guys to know she left. We should all leave the
1: world with such
2: like dignity
1: and and, no, it and love beautiful. around us. Yeah. Well, then don't invite me. That's the, the lesson because <laughs> I'm dying to tell you this story. This no, tell me. So you know how we've been doing these virtual events for like beauty products to learn about them sometimes. We yeah. invite you at a Zoom meeting or whatever. Every now and then a brand is doing like a cute thing where like, oh, you'll do a fitness class together, whatever it is. So I log on. It was Crabtree and Evelyn, and they were doing this like gorgeous, like streamed from Bali yoga thing. Which oh my was, God. Like, I was so excited for the yoga. So, but before that, we were learning about the products, which were really cool. And I was 100% paying attention. But Eric knew I was doing this and he wanted to do the yoga too. So, you guys are so right here. Like, so, he's like, it. where's your yoga mat? And I was like, just get my yoga mat. Put it. And I'm yelling about the yoga mat. And he's like, I got it set up. And I'm like, love it. And all of a sudden, I see pop on like the chat with this group of beauty editors. Um, just a reminder, can everybody turn their mics off? <laughs> And I was like, I froze. That's really I felt like funny. All hot in the face. Oh, um, I- uh, it couldn't be me. My mic was off. I never put my mic on. And then I look down and I see the moderator has muted your mic. <laughs> so I was like, Oh my god! So I DM the the moderator, who is the person running the event. I was like, Um, was my mic just on? <laughs> She's like, I needed a good laugh. She's like, You were talking about the event. It's fine. I was so. <laughs> embarrassed because I didn't just like talk. I yelled because he was in the other room. So I literally am yelling right <laughs> at my laptop, which means I blew out everybody's ears on this <laughs> lovely, they're trying to like set a mood of peaceful Bali, like inspired, like meditation. And I'm like, where's my yoga mat? Like as loud as humanly possible. <laughs> Everyone's probably such, relating to it so hard. I know. And I've been on Zooms like this where other people have, have forgotten to mute their mic and they're not talking about the event. And it's clear they're like multitasking and doing something else. So I like take comfort in the fact that at I was like talking about what was actually like happening. But i was so embarrassed. If you were a beauty editor out there and you were on that event with me, I apologize.
2: That's I so really funny. No, it could and have I was, like, been so much. Why to make me
1: feel better? But like, so there you go. There's my levity.
2: That could have been thing. so much worse. That is so funny. I think everyone
1: was what if probably like- like, it smells in here. Did you fart or like <laughs> something like that? You know, like, thank God it was only- that anyway all right <laughs> that's so good all right let's get into this show shall we what
2: are we going to talk about let's kick it off okay so we're going to do headlines headlines i'm very excited about this i feel like we've got a really good mix um and then we're going to talk about you did like a diy home manny like a gel manny right i've done it multiple times i'm going to fill you guys in is that what i'm looking at on the on the zoom right now
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. These it looks
2: good. Okay, and then we have exciting news about the Crown Act right now. It's things look they're like they're moving in the right direction. So that's really positive. Um, God, okay. This we've got. I like. I feel good about this episode.
1: I feel feel good good about it. Yeah. Let's start. Let's do it. Okay, are you ready for the news? I am ready, Jess.
2: Some really um, some really provocative topics here on the news right now. Um, Gwyneth Paltrow is now the face of Xeomin. And if you don't know what Xeomin is, it is like a competitor to Botox. Um, it is an anti-wrinkle injection. And if this is like, wait, what? Gwyneth, this is surprising. Um, You wouldn't be, um, I don't think you'd be alone because Gwyneth has really kind of been um, somebody who's aligned herself with like the natural movement. But I think that this is not the craziest match because Xiamin is an FDA-approved FDA, anti, FDA approved injection, antiracal injection, that is said to be uniquely purified to remove unnecessary proteins. And what she says is that beauty is about deepening happiness versus trying to chase youth. And she said that this is a, quote, highly purified and proven product um, that, you know, now close quote, that she is proud to endorse.
1: So, this is a very, um, I think this purified angle is bothering me. I'm okay with her having being the face of Xiamen, but like, say what it is. It's a neuromodulator. These are drugs. Like,
2: yeah, it, it is. It is a very unique angle. Um, I will say that I I do like that she is being honest about yeah. what is keeping her looking so gorgeous. It's not apple cider vinegar and yoga. It is a little <laughs> help from an anti-wrinkle injection. Um, yeah. You know, she's always doing makeup-free selfies and stuff. She looks absolutely incredible for 47 years old. But, um, you know, it is definitely a new frontier for Gwyneth Paltrow. Um, speaking Good for
1: of, you, Gwyneth. Yeah. <laughs> Get that ZMM money.
2: <laughs> um Speaking of new frontiers, Estee Lauder is sending advanced night repair into outer space. Yes, they are sending bottles of their um, iconic serum into outer space as a joint project with NASA. And this is really a promotional um, project. They want to capture imagery and video of the product um, in the space station. Uh, This is very... uh, i would say revolutionary and i think it's really interesting for a brand in a time where i feel like people are really pulling back and a lot of um advertising and doing things in a kind of like guerrilla fashion and i i feel like it's to me it's very exciting because i feel like people are doing things a little bit more in a more boring way right now. I'm not really seeing a lot of innovation in terms of advertising projects. So I, just I thought that was thinking, pretty wow, cool.
1: NASA is hurting for budget, huh? <laughs> <They're> like, <laughs> Who wants to sponsor our next trip to space? <laughs> um, I, I really can't wait to see what this ends I up. I hope like. the astronauts get to use it too while they're up there, just saying, because that's some good stuff.
2: <laughs> it is really good stuff. It is a really iconic product. Um, so... It doesn't surprise me that they're doing this. um the next the next story really pissed me off. Um, and you know I don't really get my feathers ruffled too much. Actually, I don't know if that's true. I feel like I' becoming a little old and crank, <laughs> little old and cranky lately. Uh, maybe it was the, the my birthday a couple of weeks ago. I think that was the turning point. Um, yeah, can I, can I be old and cranky now? I don't know. yeah, there there is a company that I actually was not aware of. It's called, and have you ever heard of this company? Um, woke Up Like This Beauty? It, not to be confused with um, the Woke Up Like This foundation from Il
1: Maquillage. You no, know, I was going to say that's what I, I got confused when I first saw it because I thought it was yeah. a product. No, but it's, no, it's not that like wonderful product. What are they doing?
2: So they are, um, I think that they're a Hong, yeah, they're, I think they're a Hong Kong company, a Hong Kong-based beauty company. They have a line of products that like, celebrate like fabulous. I shouldn't say fabulous. That sounds a little too like fabulous. But um, really I'm using that word too much. I told you sometimes I get hung up on a word and then like I use it for like, you know, three months. They use um, women in history, iconic, powerful, revolutionary women in history as inspiration for their makeup. Um, Like a a series of products. And one of them is a liquid blusher. And... (laughs) They said they created a product inspired by Anne Frank, who we all know is... I mean, God, if I have to explain who Anne Frank is, we have a problem. It's called Woke Up Like This Dream Like Anne Liquid Blusher. And there is absolutely no context for why they chose Anne. And there's just kind of like nothing to it. And the problem with that, if I have to explain what the problem is...
1: That's like a problem in itself. Dream like Anne. Anne was a teenager who was put in hiding because she was Jewish and being hunted by the Nazis for her religion. (laughs) And her dreams were thwarted because she died when she was just a teenager. And they're selling blush? They're selling blush. And the the trivializing
2: of Anne Frank is disgusting. There is no and me, you know, by even saying like you know, oh, they should be proceeds that like go to, you know, anti, oh, um, you know, so like oh. like Jewish causes or you know Holocaust awareness or I, I, I can't even we're not even need to go there because they shouldn't be Send doing blush it. into space, please, yeah, exactly, Don't do this, exactly. Know? But it really it, it it drives me to like this bigger idea that like right now and maybe some of you guys are aware of this there is such a um an issue with you know younger folks just you know because people are getting older there's a lot of ignorance about the holocaust right now and there's actually a 2018 survey that shows that 66% of millennials don't they can't identify an Auschwitz concentration camp or like what a death camp was. Oh, they're not familiar with the the atrocities of that. Yeah, they're not familiar. And and this to me, you know, ties into this issue. Like, you know, I, I don't think that the people who run Woke Up Like This Beauty are 50 years old, 60 years old. I think they're young people who think that this is a really swell idea
1: to use, you know, her name to promote... That were far enough removed that it, it's yeah
2: yeah so it, so for me like this points to a larger issue I, I think that they had the best of intentions, but it went really really wrong and I, I just I I was really offended by this and I, I the fact that they didn't see why it was wrong is is worrying to me and hopefully they um you know hopefully they've done some soul searching but you know I think we're seeing a lot of this kind of thing but um. It frightens me, honestly. So uh, yeah. moving on, um, Avon, this is a launch that is far less problematic. Um, Avon is launching a, a $1,200 perfume. Um, I think that this one um, is this not going to be- another
1: promo stint though. It's funny, actually, a lot of these news items are like the things beauty companies are doing to get their name out there. It's interesting.
2: Well, yeah, I mean, they've got to do something because people aren't exactly like on the you know, bottom floor of- Nordstrom (laughs) checking it out. Yeah. This is going to... It's called um, Avon Charmed. It's scheduled to hit late October. It's going to be the brand's most opulent and exclusive perfume launch ever. And it's got precious ingredients gathered from around the world. They are making only 1,886 of these guys. It's got. Um, I, love, I love the bottle. It has an 18 karat gold plated peacock with 21 Swarovski crystals. Um, I love anything that has like a peacock on it. Or, like like that looks kind of like fabulous and opulent. Um, and it comes in a wooden collectible box. I haven't smelled it myself, um, but it does have like I said, precious ingredients from around the world. So you can expect it to have. Um, in, sorry, notes of. Um, Floral spicy rose, jasmine absolute, rich, woody, earthy patchouli. So if we get a whiff, we'll tell you what it smells like. And um, finally, Dr. 90210 has premiered. And all of the surgeons this time around are women. I kind of love that. I know. I think, you know, I have to tell you, like, we've both interviewed so many plastic surgeons in our, like, careers. Yeah, I haven't interviewed a ton of female plastic surgeons.
1: Yeah, and it's just still one of those. And ortho is another medical specialty where it tends to be very male heavy. And uh, I think this is going to like change, like like change some people's attitudes about what a surgeon looks like.
2: You know? Yeah, I I do. I am curious. Like, we should have a female plastic surgeon on. I'm curious. Like, what are the factors that keep them out of the, you know, the, the field, if it's like the cliche, and as I'm saying cliche, I mean, I, I think it's a cliche for a reason. If it's like, you know, parenthood, you know, versus career, or if it's, is it a boys club? I, I, I genuinely don't know. I, I would be really curious to hear. Or we'll watch
1: the TV show and see if they yeah. talk about it. I, well, I really thanks. want to check it out. Thanks for the, thanks for the news, Jess. Thanks for the update. You're welcome.
2: Jen, I saw
1: you playing around on Instagram with some gel nail polish. What's going on? I've been doing that for a good month now. And so I'm ready to tell, I'm ready to talk to you about it. You ready to tell the home. world? I am, because at first, I'll be honest. I messed it up. So let me tell you what I've been testing. I have missed at home, I have missed gels going to the nail salon getting gels. And like many beauty services, I've taken in, it into my own hands during the pandemic. And so I've been trying a lot of the at-home gels, different systems. I found one that I'm ready to talk about because it actually is good. It's Le Mini Macaron. I love, I just want to say okay, Macaron. Okay. We, yeah, well, we you all know that, I'm like talking a about a French the, person. You know how Jess and I do with our French. Um, one-step gel manicure kit. So it's like 35 bucks at Ulta. um, And it's a gel manicure, but all in one step. Now, if you've gotten gels at the salon, you know they have to do the base, and then they cure it. And then they do the color, and then they cure it. And then they do the top coat, and there's all sorts of stuff. I think that's part of the reason people are... It's hard to do this at home because there's just so many layers. So this is base, color, and top all in one product. And in case you didn't know how this works, I thought people might be curious about this. What's happening is that... The polymers, or they're not polymers, the resins in the color get cured by LED or UV light. This one has an LED light, which is good. And why I really love it is you don't have to stick your whole hand in there. It's teeny little, it's called macaron because it's macaron shaped. It's literally like the same shape and size as a macaron. So you paint on a very thin layer of the color and then you stick one finger at a time into the light. Now, I know people are gonna be like, well, doesn't that take a little bit longer? Cause you can't stick your whole hand in here. Yeah. It actually really didn't. And here's why one thing is you have to do a really sheer, Coat in order to cure. If you have gels, you know what that is. You have to do two sheer coats. So it really makes you concentrate on keeping like a nice sheer coat and then curing it. And then your nails dry. So you don't have five wet fingers. You know, you have three that are done. So you can use that thumb on the other hand to sort of like scrape off anything on the outside. And also, I've been finding I can do things one handed because you can hold this thing in your finger on one side of you and then be like on your phone on the other. Like there's no big thing that you have to sit out on a table. It's very portable. It's good for. The busy person. It's good for the busy person. I actually did it in a car. Just, I was like, let's just test how easy this thing is. It plugs in with a USB thing. So I plugged it in our car. Eric was driving, of course. I was not driving. Um, so the first time I did it, I uh, my, my screwed up my right hand. I'm right handed. And I had done two thick. Of a layer and it sort of peeled off very quickly thereafter. But the left hand stayed for a good two weeks, and I was like, "Let me try one more time, make sure it was user error, as we like to say, and not the product." <laughs> it indeed was your user error because check out my nails. Indeed, indeed, yeah, it they was. look good. They look really good. So I use the color cherry red, which is just like a true fire. Well, it's a little orangey, fire engine, yeah. hot red, like my classic kind of color. Um, and this has now been on. This is twelve days. I want to say, and wow. It is like the salon, it's a salon color. So for like 35 bucks, I'm going to have like 10 salon manicures because, you know, it's a full bottle of polish. I'm very excited about it. And if you're worried about the light aging your hand, because there are UVA wavelengths in some of these Mm -hmm. lights, even the at-home ones, you're only putting your little fingertip in there. So the backs of your hands aren't getting the aging.
3: Right. So I know that's a concern
1: for some people when they get... um, Gel manicures, or even when they go with the UV dryer, you know that has a little light that turns on. So I know you get I all always feel here. funny and, about that. And you can also stick your little toe in there. You just twist it around, and like you can get a little pedicure, <gasps> as Jess would say. Your little paws, little paws, little hooves. Yeah. hooves. Anyway, so for thirty-five bucks, <laughs> if you want to try and give yourself an at-home gel manicure, you will not be disappointed. Remember, you have to you have to actually scratch up your nail surface with the file first. Oh. Okay, Very gently, just file the top of your nail before you put the po- the polish on because that. Gives I get it the heebie-jeebies to about stick that, to though, Jen. and like a nail gel, you do have to. Then file the color and soak with some acetone to get these to come off. These are like the real deal. They like stayed like real gels, even though it's all in one So wait, have
2: you ever, have you tried to remove them yet or no?
1: Yeah, yeah. I've, I've done this okay. whole process oh. three times to make oh, sure. God. Like, okay. Well, thank you for putting Girl, your- Girl, I test. When I get homework from our listeners, I don't, actually, I don't think anybody asked me to do this. I'm just providing it. I tested it. And yeah, I'm good about it. I filed, filed the top, soaked with cotton with foil over top. How um, And how long did you soak for? A good ten minutes, okay, and then with a little scraper. Yeah, no, you gotta. And anybody who says they're hard to get off, then you didn't wait long enough with the acetone. Sorry, it's annoying as hell that part of it, but you know what? For a manicure that stays and doesn't chip, which this is not chipping at all, it's worth it. So get yourself a mini macaron. Thanks, Jen. Oh my god, I sounded so Philly. (laughs) Get yourself a mini macaron. Okay, so I heard there's good news about the Crown Act, which I know we've talked about on the podcast. Fill us in. What, what is the Crown Act, I guess?
2: Okay, so maybe some of you guys know, remember, because you've talked about the Crown Act before, but the Crown Act is something, uh, well, it's a, it's founded by a dove the National Urban League, Color of Change, and Western Center of Law, law and Poverty, but... It means creating a respectful and open world for natural hair. And it's basically um, a piece of legislation that is supposed to help people, help protect people from discrimination at their job, or if they go to school, um, protect them from being discriminated against. And, you know, people are denied education. Because of denied, their hair texture yeah, or style. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and and racially motivated discrimination. Right. Um, so... Right now, seven states have already adopted laws prohibiting race-based hair discrimination, and we reported in Colorado earlier this year. But now there's a national bill that just passed in Congress, and it's on, the way, on its way to the Senate. Now, this is a big freaking deal, because in 2019, this law was introduced, or excuse me, this piece of legislation was introduced, and now the fact that it's on the national level, that's major, major, major. So H.R. 3509 is what it's called. It prohibits that a person's hair texture or hairstyle... Um, can be used to, like you know, deny them those opportunities um, if it's per, if it's associated with a particular race or national origin. So that's a thing. It's not like if they're wearing it just like in a style that somebody doesn't like. It's if they're wear if their hair is like you know, worn natural in a natural texture. If it's in um, locks, if it's bantu knots, if it's in twists. Uh, there are so many cases of discrimination. Maybe. Some of you guys remember this case really sticks with me because it's not terribly far from where I grew up. It's in New Jersey. There was a wrestler, a high school wrestler who was in a match and he had locks. and the locks, for whatever reason were not okay um, by like you know the wrestling you know rule book.
1: And I remember this. Story. Obviously,
2: you know, there's some racial motivation there. And this white, you know, person of authority in the school, white woman, cut his locks
1: mid-match. <gasps> it was wait, wait, one wait. Of, I don't remember that part of the story. She went out there and cut his hair mid-match. It's so the most a, a minor without his parents' permission, just like um, I'm going to cut these off. What if it was I, I a don't religious thing. Okay, I'm getting. I'm sorry. I'm getting I don't remember
2: topic. if his parents were there or not. Yeah, oh, yeah. But his. It was one of the most stomach-turning, like, videos. This bill is designed to to prevent situations like that. It's certainly not a, a one, it's not, it's, this is not going to be a solve for all kinds of race-based, you know, a- appearance discrimination. We all know that there are so many microaggressions that are not just like, oh, you know, Johnny's wearing dreadlocks, so, you know, he's, you know, we're, we're going to solve this with the Crown Act. You know, like, it, it's, This is not the answer to so many um, acts of bias in the workplace or in schools when it comes to appearance, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Okay, it's time to raise a wand. Let's hear from a listener. Hey, Jess
0: and Jen, you queens. This is Ryan from sunny Wilmington, North Carolina calling in my first razor wand after being a long-time listener. And thank you guys for the pod. So I got a sebaceous hyperplasia on my forehead, which is something that um, elderly people usually get. And I am 33 years young. So my derm said that it was because of an excess of keratin and sebum. And she like zapped it off my face, but it came back. Upon a Deep dive into Reddit research, I found that it could be because I am taking um, biotin gummies. So I stopped, and it did get better. But the product that I want to raise a wand to is Elemis Superfood Hydration uh, Cica Calm. It's an aloe-based um, humectant, but it's also a keratolytic. So it both moisturizes and um, exfoliates gently and softens the skin. And this big, ugly, pimple-looking bump right on my forehead is almost gone. Uh, I think due to the key ingredient of urea, um, it's lab-made. Don't worry, people. But pro tip, you can use this on your elbows too. If you're scaly or palms, if you have eczema or psoriasis, it freaking rocks. So thanks again for the pod. Uh, I'll be listening. Bye. I
1: love Ryan. Ryan is my people. She has solutions. She does science. Every listener I learn about, I I love you guys more and more. Um, If you want to share your raise a wands, you know how to do it. Call us, leave us a voicemail. Our number is 646-481-8182. Or record a little voice memo and email it our way. Our email is info at fatmascara.com. We love getting these and sharing them with other listeners. And then we get to share our own. Okay, Jess, why don't you go ahead? All right. I
2: am very excited about this um, very unglamorous raise a wand. I, like I mentioned, I got um, Invisalign started about a week and a day ago. And one of the trickiest things about invisalign is taking it out taking out the trays in your of your mouth cuz yeah. they really they're very tight and there's like a suction element and then i also have these things on my teeth called buttons which really make sure that they're like little nubs that are bonded onto the teeth so they're really gripping on um and to pull off the the retainers, it hurts my fingernails and I don't like things to do with fingernails. Fingernails are my like f- thing that freak me out. Well, I found an
1: answer. One of your things. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> no, fingernails are the things that like, it re- thing- fingernails freak me out a lot. Actually, you know, some people like teeth freak them out.
1: Yeah, but Fingernail- you also don't like things near your eyeballs.
2: Yes, but I actually think fingernails are the worst. I- I- I'm okay. surprised I can get a mani-pedi. Um, Ortho Key. I'm holding it up right now so Jen can see. Ooh, yeah, it looks I like a dro- dental I just, floss. I just dropped it. Tick. I just
1: dropped it. It's okay. Let it go. Keep recording.
2: Okay. <laughs> Ortho Key, I found out from some, just in, a YouTube Invisalign, like, video. It's invented by, like, someone. I think, like, a dentist or something. Um, <laughs> I don't think it's an Invisalign product. It's definitely not
1: Invisalign branded. Yeah, and they like to say, oh, it's so easy. Just pop out your trays.
2: No, it's not that easy. It's a little key. It's like a, it's, It looks like, yeah, it's got a hole, like a ring. And it has a little hook. And it hooks into, gentle hook, it hooks into the aligner, into the like the retainer. And then, boop, pops it out. Easy peasy. You don't have to get your fingers in your mouth. Um, yeah, you stick your hygienic fingers in. Hygienic, too. I like super that. Super hygienic. You don't have to get your fingernails involved. You get two of them for about $10, and it's changed the whole trauma of taking this thing out every time I want to have a morsel of food.
1: All right. Raise a wand to the ortho key. Ortho key. Ortho Hear that, key. that, everyone? Don't know if there's another use for that product if you don't have Invisalign, so it's for you people with Invisalign. <laughs> I just a, picture, I'm like, what can you do? What else can we do with it? Maybe okay. if
2: you have another retainer. I don't know. It's very good. No, it's good.
1: good. Then you don't have to put your fingers in your mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to raise a wand. I'm not doing a beauty product. I'm doing a beauty person. Mm-hmm. I've been getting a lot of delight about uh, from Hiram this year. Skincare oh. Hiram. You watching know, a lot I of these like, videos? I, I started watching them. You know, Nikki Tutorials is like one of my faves. But he has gotten right up there because I think the skincare YouTube videos can sometimes be really boring and, and or the people have no freaking clue what they're talking about. Like I hear so much misinformation. He owns up when he doesn't know things Usually, or he'll correct himself later when he learns about it. So I like that, but he kind of just makes it fun, and I feel like we'd be good, good friends. And maybe this is also me raising a wand to him to be like, "Come on our show," and I'll send him this because I've been I've been trying to get him on. I've been emailing and DM. Anybody knows him, let me know. I want I want to have him on our show. Um, but he's a skincare specialist, and he knows what he's talking about. So when you don't get your beauty knowledge from us. You know, follow him on Instagram or check out his YouTube videos. He's just a delight. Aloha to him because he's from Hawaii. So there's my razor one. See you next week, everyone. See you guys. Bye. We hope you enjoyed the show. It's your reviews and feedback that help us make the podcast even better. Head over to iTunes to rate and review us or email your thoughts to info at fatmascara.com.
2: We also want to answer your beauty questions and hear what products you love.